0: I hope you don't think it's too far-fetched of an idea, but you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs and download a free audiobook. Duh. (audio) My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a Watch Out for Fireballs Extrasode, where we are talking about uh, your responses for Star Fox and Pokemon Snap.
1: Yeah, and uh, it is uh, very late right now when we're recording this. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I debated revealing that, but uh, we're going to be moving through them pretty quickly. But uh, there were plenty of responses, which we would like to get through, starting with Star Fox. Kyle. Yes, Kyle Ross via Facebook says, Star Fox was an awesome game. The the AI was pretty dense, and that stupid frog always seemed like he was the first to go. But the fact that the game was rendered in uh, in the way that it was made you feel like you all were doing uh, that all you're doing is running an obstacle obstacle course with all sorts of whatnot that could be blasted into oblivion. Easily one of the most memorable games that most people never beat for the SNES.
0: I read that when it was originally on our Facebook, and yep. it is it is a weird statement And that, yeah. like, it is uh, bookended by saying the game is awesome and then a series of criticisms in the middle. Yep. Like, I don't know if it's meant to be so, but, like, the yep. AI is dense, the frog always <laughs> dies, and uh, it just feels like an obstacle course. Yeah. However, yep. it's awesome. <laughs> and, like, yep. Which could be which, what, what he's trying to get at. They're, they're,
1: they're all things that we mentioned in the episode, though.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, so all true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Um, Alan says via contact the Super Nintendo was and still is my favorite system and I can honestly say that Star Fox is my top 10 favorite games for now I received Star Fox as a birthday present I honestly have no idea how old I was I just remember having never seen it before and wondering what the Muppet looking Fox on the <laughs> cover was all about yeah we should talk about that we didn't mention that um, after playing it for the first time I definitely wasn't disappointed. The graphics were completely insane to me at the time. This was 3D. This was what gaming was going to be from now on. The gameplay was fast and full of action. Shoot all of the things. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part of this game, and still is today, is the music. Anytime I go back and play this and the Corneria theme starts playing, it puts a big smile on my face and I can't help but crank up the volume and hum along or mimic the guitar riffs, Beavis and Butthead style. <laughs> I even had it as my ringtone for a while last year until my wife told me to change it because it annoyed her. (laughs) I found a third-party SNES fighting joystick at a garage sale as a kid. And, of course, the first game I had to try it out with was Star Fox. This was the icing on the cake. I was finally piloting my own ship, playing the first-person asteroid level over and over again. I did beat Star Fox 64 and enjoyed it, but it will never top the original for me. Yeah, same here. Yeah, that box art. (laughs) <laughs> Those are puppets. Yep. It's it's just like um, what's that, that that uh Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was it was an inspiration for the game, mm-hmm. like a, a stated inspiration, yeah. but actually doing it in puppet form is really interesting. I, w- yeah. I wonder what the aesthetic would look like if they had done like imagine a stop motion version of Star Fox. Oh, like fantastic with all... Mr. Star Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. That would yeah. be amazing.
1: I don't know. I, I again. I I, I just. I cannot look at the character design of this without associating it with all the awful stuff that I
0: know it begat. Yeah. Well, imagine like, if they were cool puppets, yeah. like Muppets. Muppets. You don't. Nobody thinks about fucking Muppets. Oh, come on, Gary, you know better. Nobody <laughs> thinks about. <laughs> I, 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 know, I, know that, I know that we have to. Put, <laughs> that's that's why they call you no
1: Muppet, no Muppet yeah, that's, fucking Gary. That's
0: what we call one cock Butterfield. <laughs> so one cock, one ball. Butterfield. <laughs> one <laughs> Uno, make one cock. Nobody fucks Muppets on my watch. I can't. I can't. It's too
1: late. I can't. (laughs) But yeah, that music is real badass. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great, great. I'm glad it's your edit because you know where to put music. I do. (laughs) So let's see here. Frederick via contact says, Growing up, Starwing, or Starfox, as you yank heathens call it, uh, was uh, was one of my fondest childhood memories. I lost count of how many times I cleared it, in part thanks to its very short length, but also due to the fantastic gameplay. Not only was it so great that I didn't even mind that Toad character, I also used to watch tapes of myself playing it over and over. It helped me memorize a lot of sections so that I could get through it without uh, losing a life sure it was the easy route but i was still beaming with pride thanks technical dad who figured out how to hook up the snes to the vcr cool yeah it's pretty badass yeah that's the that awesome. dedication that i had as a child yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's some that's some speedrunner deep speedrunner strat
1: yeah i never i never uh tape myself playing a game to get better at it which
0: probably sets
1: separates you from me frederick
0: Derek, who I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned this exact thing before. He used to tape himself playing games all the time. And watching the tapes is hilarious Um, (laughs) because he he is – like I think he just had a camcorder point at the screen so you could hear his audio as well. But it was just him trying to be, like, a reviewer or what have you. But he was just an annoying little shit. And he was the first person who would who admit this. And there's a tape of him playing Battletoads where he's like, check out that kick action. And then, like, he makes the toad kick. And he's like, check out this pause action. And then, like, pauses it and then watches, you know, five minutes of the pause music. <laughs> um, tapes it off the TV. So.
1: That's pretty good.
0: It was funny. Yeah, it's a it super funny. story. I find those tapes. I, 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 I yeah, digitize that, put it up on the channel. But yeah, uh, I Put it on YouTube, put it on Everything is Terrible.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> you know what? I think that literally you've told that story, and also I have overridden you with the pause music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I, like, if I were to do some kind of, like, rap slash techno chop and screw, whatever, mm-hmm. like, it would be to that beat. It's a good beat. It's a good it's beat. It's a great beat. Yeah, it's a fantastic beat. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so th- thank you for your uh, Star Fox responses. Moving on to Pokemon Snap responses. Madison Burley, which is a great name, um, mm-hmm. says via Facebook, I love Pokemon Snap. I recently downloaded it on my Wii. Only downfall I found with the game was that it was too short and they didn't have all 151 Pokemon. Definitely a better game than Hey You Pikachu, which I had never played.
1: So, in an ideal world, what we would do is do another split EP about Hey You, Pikachu, and Man." And Seaman? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then point out why the latter was so much more successful.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, Seaman's amazing. Well, Man" was great because it didn't matter if the voice recognition worked. Yep. In a lot of situations. <laughs> like, it, yeah. like, the things it would say, you know, responded to what you were talking about, but not always directly. Whereas, Hey You, yeah. Pikachu... You really need to have that kind of fidelity.
1: Yeah. It was like some kind of, you know, Pavlov's bar slash Skinner box where anything you did resulted in more Leonard Nimoy.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody's done that right. Like that Lifeline nope. game doesn't quite oh, work. Oh, God. That yeah. Great,
1: like, that, that was a Tekken spinoff. You know that, right?
0: Um, No. I you not know it was. It was yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. That was
1: Nina from Tekken.
0: <sighs> That's stupid. I know, I right? don't care about Tek- <laughs> like Tekken lore. God, shoot me. <laughs> Man, like, be like having Raphael for no fighter. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty gross. Yeah, that's never worked. Nope. Maybe that would be neat. Like, I would like to see a remake of one of those games done with the um, the Xbox One, was kind of better oh, for voice yeah. recognition. Like, like, <laughs> like, the lifelines a cool concept. Uh huh. You know, like adding that much remove between you and the player, yeah, or the character yeah. rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just needs to work. Yeah.
1: Well. So, <laughs> I mean, they're already testing if you swear in that NBA in, in that uh, NBA game, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't. I don't need my my freedoms curtailed. I just want to <laughs> play games, yep. like Pretty Xbox much. One, like, like you know, like still, you know, just let me play games with it. Uh-huh. You don't need to control any other part of my life or do anything else. <laughs> we've uh, we've, we've
1: we've talked about uh, how Seaman uh, Man would be successful in the DS, right?
0: Mm-hmm. The 3DS, yeah. yeah, they're doing that um, that sequel to it. Are they? Because which we showed feels up in the since like last time we talked about. It, it feels like C-Man. they've been doing it's that like, forever. It's still in development. Okay. For 3DS.
1: God, I wish Sega was a thing still.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would like to play a new C Man. Yeah. So.
1: So good. That was another one of those like basement memories. Most of my gaming memories take place in a basement on a mattress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Char says via contact, I don't have any particular Star Fox opinions, as my first introduction to the series was, sadly, Star uh, Fox McCloud's Super Furry Adventure on the GameCube. And let's just say that's given me a really, really weird impression about the series as a whole. Pokemon Snap, however, I can talk about. I played Pokemon Snap when I was younger, in the midst of the Pokemon craze, and I definitely have fond memories of it. The title sticks out in my mind for simply being so different from the majority of both Pokemon games and other games out there at the time in general, even still today. That's my own aside there. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought the Wii re-release on those memories, based based on those memories, rather, and was glad to see that the game still does hold up, mostly because the formula of play as a photographer in this colorful, fairly leisurely setting and taking photos to unlock stuff, end quote, um, hasn't really been repeated anywhere else in all the years since Snap's original release. I do think that uh, I do think it's a shame uh, that it's part of the Pokemon franchise that Nintendo has more or less abandoned, much like the excellent trading card game, uh, much like the excellent trading card Game Boy game, which we've talked mm-hmm. about a week before. Right? As Pokemon Snap would definitely benefit from modern controls um, and consoles. uh, translating the photography and the item used to the Wii U controllers would be an excellent and even the Wii's point and click uh, input would even translate well to emulating a camera. Uh, The game could uh, even be further expanded through DLC, assuming the best case scenario in which the base game is solid by itself and the DLC existed to add additional courses to uh, to continue the game's lifespan, which you can't always count on. Uh, So yeah, basically Pokemon Snap was to me, a really novel idea at the time. Fun if somewhat short-lived once you had completed the courses. Although you could replay the levels to try and get high scores if that's your thing. Um, and it's a title that I do hope is re- uh, is revived beyond a virtual console release in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So, like, the, the idea of having the Wii U controller, so it would be, be like using a ridiculously large camera. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, but to get those uh, you know to, to to move that around and to use those gyroscopes to kind of be in a 3D space a little bit
0: uh, would be kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. What about um? thinking I mean you know I'm not the I'm the last guy to say this thing, but it almost seems like it would work well with the Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you be the last like, guy I mean, to say that? Because uh, I'm not a, a cheerleader for the Oculus. Okay. Rift. Like I, I think there's a lot of problems with you know I think you're giving up a lot. Yep. with it as, as you know as much as you're getting things with it yeah but um, yeah I think that would be neat you know it's, it's kind of got enough of a slow pace yeah. to make that work and walking at your own pace through something like this you know and exploring it and looking for Pokemon would just be in the first person would just be incredible I'm,
1: I'm just picturing like an installation kind of thing where you, you're, you're just yeah. getting the uh, the visuals through the, through the oculus but uh, there's like a course set up that you're trying Mm. to follow along. So it tracks your position and it would have to be really, really safe. So you wouldn't walk off of a railing or whatever, but like as you're walking around the circular course in a warehouse or something and they're like piping in the sounds through Mm -hmm. uh, various sources in the warehouse and also like smells and stuff. And like, maybe like if you run into things, there's uh, something you can run run into that is safe to walk into, but like a Mm -hmm. course that you can walk through and maybe explore.
0: That'd Um, be great.
1: You know, yeah, with extra precaution to safety as I've said several times here. But uh, but yeah. Huh.
0: Yeah, that's a really cool idea. I also like this idea of like a DLC based sequel for not DLC based, but you know, kind of a modular <laughs> free based, to play. Like, new courses. <laughs> you pay <Yeah>. for film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, I like I like all those ideas, Char. Yeah. Um yeah, Alan says by contact. Uh, most of my po- Pokemon Snap playing was done at a kiosk in front of my local Toys R Us. Yeah. I never owned the game, but anytime we'd go out to Toys R Us, I'd play through that first level over and over again, trying to snap better pictures before my mom would drag me away to look at something for my little sister. I might be mixing memories with Game Boy Camera, but I wanted to say the kiosk had a way to print out your pictures. I've recently gotten back into Pokemon games with the release of X and Y. After going back and playing this again, I'm amazed at how easily my le- my little mind could be entertained. By no means is it a bad game. It just doesn't hold my attention anymore like it used to.
1: Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that novelty of seeing your favorite Pokemon in 3D moving Mm -hmm. around and being cute.
0: Right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I think – Yeah, and I don't know if like – you know, I think it's noteworthy and neat. But who knows? (sighs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I guess I I don't know. I I do think that it kind of – it doesn't hold – I'm not saying – I would never compare it to holding my attention as if I had come to it as a little kid. uh Uh-huh. You know, like, when I say I like this game a lot, it's not like I like it, you know, game of the year, Gone Home style. Right. Great. I just think it's really noteworthy and neat. You know? It's a neat game.
1: It's just weird because the argument seems to be about how much meat is on the bones. Kind of like with Gone Home.
0: Right. Like, just, you
1: know, the argument about whether or not this is a game, which it's not quite apropos because this has a score and Gone Home doesn't. But uh, I w- I would say that like a lot of the arguments that are that that are levied against narrative based games like that you know it's too short I'm not sure I got my money's worth um, you know is this actually a game if, you know if I'm not shooting a dude
0: like a lot of those kind of apply I haven't I haven't heard anyone say Pokemon Snap isn't a game like that... I hear no no I don't I don't hear that a lot it's mostly the length and the fact that it's not a Pokemon game. Right, like it's not you know you're not doing doing those things, but I haven't heard very many people say it's not a game. I think it's pretty inarguably a game.
1: Yeah, so 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 yeah. like in, in defensive, like seemingly seeming like I'm too brash in the gone home defense force, and that is it feels like those arguments kind of come from the same place, which is this is not an adversary. This is not an adversarial conflict driven experience. Therefore it is not something I'm comfortable lumping in with these other things that I call a game because most of them are adversarial and conflict driven. Right.
0: I you know, I don't know. Like I'm I'm firmly on I think Gone Home is one hundred percent a game, but oh, I don't yeah, see the too. arguments as coming from that space. No? like the arguments to me, yeah, I think the, the arguments to me are not necessarily I think the people who you know who think that Gone Home is not a game would think that something like Picross is a game or think something that this is a, a game, which is not adversarial in dark competition. I think that they don't having a non quantum or having the only reward to your actions and the choices you make being more story yeah. is their problem Okay, with that. Um, so something like um, if they were to play like nine, nine, nine without there being puzzles, oh. they would have the same problem where I like, think- it is literally just the choices you're making that reveal the the story because that's yeah. what, that's what gone home is, Yeah, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I think that's a great reward. For the choices I'm making, yeah. Um, but I think that's where they're losing the gaminess. Yeah, and I have to put words in their mouth, in you know, <laughs> the mouth of people I don't like. Yeah, yeah, but,
1: and, and the mouth yeah. of people that I actively disagree with. I, I fully yeah. believe that Gone Home is a game. Um, and you know, I think that the, yeah, we're this is a silly argument. Like we're arguing about we agree,
0: we both have the same position on something. We're arguing what the people who disagree with us might the reason why <laughs> exactly, they might think exactly. That. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just like I get angry when people say, "Oh, that's not a game. That's a blah blah blah." Like ah, right, well, hey, you
0: know. I, no, and, yeah, it's
1: you know, yeah. I'm 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 on team narrative in terms of in terms of everything. And Pokemon stop is great because you make your own story as you play it.
0: Right. Yeah. So. And even even you know, narrative aside, like it's the uh, as as you know, just somebody who I I worry about citing too often. But um, Aaron Signal has a really good video on you know why that's not a game is a terrible argument. Yeah. And why that you know is bad for the medium. Yeah. Like when you call something not a game, you are defining what can be a game. Yeah. And that is very limiting and doesn't do the you know, the medium as an art form any favors. Right. You know? Um so a game can be inclusive. Like and this is the thing whenever I argue with fucking bigots, like it's just you know, <laughs> you never lose anything by adding diversity. Right. It's 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 addition by addition, it's always additive. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to lose anything.
1: But, Gary, the government only lets you make so many games per year. And if there are more gone yeah. homes, I you know, can have my. Codwops. Yeah.
0: Not the case. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. yeah. And then, yeah, we have one final comment. One final comment. So, this is Riff
1: from Video Games Hot Dog uh, hey. via errata. Hey, Riff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, the, the one the, the, the that the one I've never met.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I, I've not met Riff. He's the one that we both have not met.
1: Yeah. But uh, but no, he's a uh, he writes in about our about our D&D episode, um, you know, talking about something that we maybe said, but didn't quite get wrong. Maybe not. But I'll just read it. Hey, guys, just writing in to push up my glasses and give you a well, actually, in my nervous voice. My nerdiest voice, rather. Not my nerdest voice.
0: Yeah. I'm Chris Hardwick. I'm a bland everyman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a black hole from which charisma cannot escape. Um.
1: <laughs> so Riff continues. Um, the Cthulhu mythos material wasn't removed from d d specifically from later editions of the Unearthed Arcana Supplement, due to pressure from evangelical Christian groups. Rather, it was because the rights to Lovecraft's works um, had been licensed to Chaosium for their Call of Cthulhu RPG. Funnily enough, the removal wasn't the result of a legal battle or anything. Chaosium had granted permission to TSR uh, to borrow the characters for this specific purposes. Uh, in the spirit of, as you mentioned, Lovecraft's sharing of his concepts and monsters with other authors, linking all those various universes together. But after Unearthed Arcana's initial publication, TSR had second thoughts about an, uh, about essentially promoting a com- uh, competitor's game for them. Uh, so the mythos stuff was dropped from the later
0: printings. The more you know yeah because I I knew the first two parts of that yeah. which is why I thought it was the evangelical Christians right. because I knew that Chaosium had given them permission right so I was like oh but I yeah I never thought that um you know they would have done it themselves like I didn't know that last bit so that makes it makes a kind of sense it's shitty yep but uh especially man can contrast that I mean, we talked about this in the episode but contrast that TSR with Wizards of the coast D&D, where like D twenty is open source, and yeah, you know they 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 will license out their system, yeah, to people. Um, yeah, TSR so. is
1: pretty covetous. It seems like,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, thanks, Riff. I, yeah. I'm so tiny part of the story. I I did not know, and maybe filled in a blank incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, check out uh, mm-hmm. video games hot dog. Riff has awesome opinions about uh, you know uh, story based games. He uh, yeah. he is he was the person who since he talked about it convinced me that virtue's last Re- uh virtue's last reward was not a mass
0: hysteria. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that game does exist outside my head and he confirmed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the uh uh yeah, all of the you know, listen to that and also video game taco when yeah. those episodes take over those are great. Yeah. I've now met out of all of those people I think I've met ha- met half the the principals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're all lovely people and they're both really good shows. Yeah. So
1: yeah, definitely friends mm-hmm. of the network
0: and uh, friends of us. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Cool. Um, That's all the yeah, mail. So, yeah, and you can do all the usual admin stuff. It's yeah. late, and yeah. I have been traveling all weekend, so I want to go to sleep. Me too. Um, you guys know the stuff to do,
1: mm-hmm. um, so do it. Yeah. Next week is, uh, is Master of Orion,
0: uh, which we are
1: still taking uh, some responses on as you're hearing this. Uh, we'll put up mm-hmm. a call on the Facebook. Um, but otherwise, just leave us a message on the uh, the contact page
0: indeed and yep. listen to our shows use the tip jar all that jazz
1: it's all good. and
0: uh, yeah or go ahead.
1: Other, otherwise watch out for uh, for deleted scenes how are your shows
0: uh, great yep. um, I only saw two the um, one was uh, Stella oh yeah. so the um, and it was a version of their old kind of like nightclub days where they would kind of perform as Stella and do uh, Kind of a stand-up showcase. Um, it was all surprise guests. So not everybody is great, but they were – like several of them were higher name and people who I'd wanted to see for a while. Yeah. Um, so I got to see uh, Todd Glass and Brendan Walsh, um, who I like a lot. Yeah. And uh, that was really fun. And then the second day, though, I just – we went and saw the Birthday Boys again, Yeah. Uh, which we'd seen them before. But I wanted to see them in their home turf and not opening for anybody, mm-hmm. doing a full-size show. And it was incredible. Like I – I have this feeling like I'm in on like not the ground floor, but like the second floor of something that's going to be really big Yeah, with those guys. Like it was just, you know, there's a, man, let me see if I can find a YouTube of it just so I can throw it in show notes. I was in fucking consolable. (laughs) Um, Oh, doesn't look like it unless it's just hard to search. Um, But it was like this this um, this guy doing kind of a uh, uh, birthday boy's nine best sketches. <laughs> okay, let's see if this actually has video with it. Oh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, let me let me send this bad boy over here. Um, it's so fucking stupid, but it, they commit to it so hard that it just and that's my favorite combination of comedy. Like just make this as dumb as possible, but just go all the way with it and that's always gonna gonna do it for me in a big bad way. Um, beep, do do yourself a favor before you continue the episode and go to the show notes and watch that birthday boy sketch that we're talking about And uh, why not listen to some RCHP um, or RHCP as it were 2014 A beep. Oh, and then the other thing I did all weekend, just so I can throw it in show notes, is sing our uh, RHCP 2014. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I saw that too. So, yeah, that's something I, I found uh, um, I share with uh, Zach. So we, we had a couple hearty verses. <laughs> <laughs> or such.
1: So I have a funny story about that. I saw you share it um, mm. and I opened it and through some combination of clicks, I got it to play on the website and also I downloaded it, which auto plays it in iTunes. And so, but the iTunes one was like, maybe like a second or two behind the main one. Oh, it it created like this. I mean, it's explainable, but it's a, it was a second or two behind and it created like this weird echo slash delay kind of thing where it was like, like, just like, like, wait, like it sounded way overproduced and I heard it and I got, don't get caught by the Alabama, you know, I heard that Mm -hmm. and I was like. Man, this is like this is spot on about like the, the, the red hot Chili peppers production values. Like this is crazy before I realized mm-hmm. what was happening and it was something on my end, which speaks volumes.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still it's still spot on in every way. Oh yeah. other way. Like John Daly keeps retweeting people from non English speaking countries <laughs> who think <laughs> it is a real song. Oh, check out this new single. <laughs> Yeah, from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Or like, I will be surprised if Red Hot Chili Pepper, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, debuted their Super Bowl song a couple days early, and <laughs> and things like that.
1: Yeah, no, we were having a, a a spirited conversation about Red Hot Chili Peppers at the at uh, the story lead table. It's mm-hmm. like I just I shared that because you know of the Super Bowl, right? And mm-hmm. I shared that with people, and they were like, "Yep, perfect."
0: Yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah. It's so goddamn good. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Somewhere in an attic, there is a picture of Anthony Kiedis becoming better at music.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I wonder, like, I would love to hear, like, a statement from those guys about it. Like, does <laughs> they've got to no, know, you know, at this point.
1: <laughs> because like, he's out there just completely salting the earth with his uh, social media strategy?
0: Well, the, uh like, uh no, so, I mean, I, just in case, like, just to state the obvious, like, you know, that's not a Red Hot Chili Pepper song, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, okay, I, I yeah, know, yeah. I know that it's, yeah. yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, cause I was, I, my, my hands clapped together inside, and I was just like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's nope. How cool this? Um, but no, it's, a, uh, yeah, I, I just, or just, um, you know, how, because in, in a way, it, it's, it's way more damning than, like, anything else could be. Mm-hmm. You know, to have something to be that, Fucking stupid and inane and inaccurate. Yeah, to them well, like down to the title, like
1: it's like a bizarre version of Poe's Law, which there, there there's always been parody and satire music, but this is like unmistakable.
0: Yeah, and it's so close. Or mistakable. It, it yeah, is it's utterly so mistakable. There we go. And so, yeah. it's it, yeah, it's way more mistakable than yeah. anything else. So. so
1: I'm wondering, I forget how the lawsuit shook out, but do you remember around the time that uh, Guitar Hero 2 came out? The Romantics sued. No, it was Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s. Uh, um, rom- the Romantics sued Harmonix for um, using, uh, not You Really Got Me. Uh, what was that one song? What'd they do? Um,
0: like Jenny. Really... Or the uh, No, not Jenny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wouldn't have been you really got me because that's a, they didn't like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, that's the kinks. Um, yeah. um. Oh God. Now I'm going to. I just need to look it up real quick, otherwise I, I will never be able to. Um. It might be
0: eight six seven nine, or was uh, it? Yeah, you know, it wasn't the knack. That's my Sharona.
1: Yeah, that's my Sharona. Eight, eight six seven nine. That's uh, what I like about you. Oh, okay, there, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So there was a cover version, but the cover was really good. As you know, the wave group or whatever that was, you know, like seemed you know, wanted to be. And so the Romantics sued Harmonix by saying, "Hey, you actually infringed on us by making something that sounded so like us." They pulled a full mm. like Tom Waits with Doritos or
0: whatever. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: And I forget how they how they did it, but I, I wonder, you know, just in my speculative mind, if the Red Hot Chili Peppers would have grounds to actually take like for him a, yeah, on. For like a.
0: Yeah. Maybe not for, like, a style parody. Like, that's the thing Weird Al does all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, that, that's but what it reminded me doesn't of. Doesn't he get permission to do that, though?
0: Only for actual parodies. He doesn't get permission for, like, style parodies. Oh,
1: so when he does his, like, like crazy polka. Things.
0: Yeah, or well, not just that. Like, he does, there's a song called Dog Eat Dog that sounds like talking heads. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and things like that, where it's just like, this is this is the kind of song this band would write. mm mm-hmm. um, Which, that, that stuff's really impressive to me. Like, to keep, you know, have, know that a band that well that different that made different ways but this is explicitly like you know for fun like this is laughing at not laughing with Mm -hmm. and it's not somebody who john daly genuinely appreciates right yeah so yeah Hmm. and then that's kind of john daly's thing because i mean before this for the the year or two years he was doing the john daly as john daly yeah and like getting his fans to photo you know tag him images of him as (laughs) john daly as (laughs) the golfer john daly and post them whenever they had to post the golfer and stuff yeah. uh yeah. He was both so, gripping it and ripping it. Yeah, he gripped and ripped it, man. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, my favorite uh, like you know, professional marijuana user. <laughs> like he's, so and what
1: it comes across as is like this weird social media version of Andy Kaufman. Yeah. A little bit. Like he's like a professional troll.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Except for things that he actually I mean, I guess Andy Kaufman did this a little bit, but there's a, enough criticism in it, like where these are actually things that, you know, he thinks are are garbage enough to to be worthy of this kind of mockery. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's more uh, it's it, it's trolling, and then it's also angry, mm-hmm. which is what I like about it.
1: Yeah.